On today's episode of Sideline Banter, we start off with some shoutouts and answer some of your questions that were submitted to us. Then we move on to The Bachelorette and draft our new teams, followed by Top Bants with some athletes who might have taken distractions too far. And we end it all with Rule of Thirds on our least favorite Thanksgiving foods. Let's get into it. Ooh, episode five. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, man. It's the day before Thanksgiving, so happy Happy early Thanksgiving. Pre-Thanksgiving, but we're about to eat well tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'm going to eat so much. I'm not going to eat all day, obviously. That's the Thanksgiving way to do it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, lunch hits you. You get that nap in, and then after you get that nap in, you got to roll around to dinner time. Dinner time's even bigger than lunch, too. Oh, yeah. I don't even eat lunch. I have like a small breakfast. You skip lunch. Oh, I skip lunch. Yeah. I'm just a fat ass. I just eat a lot for lunch and I eat a lot for dinner <laughs> well, I, too. I pick at the appetizers that my like family makes and then I make, and then I, I like take it easy and then I really go in. Oh yeah. The yeah. apps for sure. I think with, with lunch, I take it too far, but I take that nap. And then when dinner comes, you just, you got to get motivated. And then you got the leftovers for weeks to come. Literally weeks. Yeah. yeah. You know how brown people do it. You know, gotta, you gotta make food for everybody plus yourself for the next two weeks. Exactly. That's the only way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to start the things off with a, a big shout out to our good friend Gianni and my current housemate. Um, we want to thank Gianni for being our first subscriber and supporting the podcast. Thank you, Gianni. Big shout out to you. I love you, bro. Thank you. We finally made it. That's my little bro, baby. We yeah, finally, we finally made we it. Finally big time. made it. <laughs> Someone's paying us to do this thing slowly but surely. <laughs> One by one. And if you want to also uh, uh, help our podcast out, please feel free to support it on our, uh, when we see the link, the anchor link to our sideline banner podcast, you can just click on that support however you want, however much money you want. We won't take it for granted. We really appreciate everything you do. Every follow, every like, however much you donate, whatever it is, we, we really, really appreciate it. Yeah, man. We're super thankful for all of you guys. We didn't think it would take off this quick, but yeah, thank you. Um, and you can go to Spotify or Apple, Apple podcast to, to, uh, support us right below is the link in the descriptions, or you can go to anchor.fm backslash sideline banter to uh, support. Yeah. So that's how you do it. We appreciate all the support. We are both very thankful for all the listeners who are listening to this podcast. I want to give a quick thoughts and prayer prayers to Diego Maradona, one of the greatest to ever play the beautiful game of soccer. Yes, yes. He passed away this morning, unfortunately. Very, it's a little shocking, but sad news. Shocking, uh, yeah. I mean, just one of the greatest players of all time. If you haven't watched the uh, Diego Maradona documentary on HBO, I highly, highly recommend. You get a really good inside scoop into who he is as a player, how big he got as a player, oh, yeah. and kind of what was end up being his downfall as a player. So just a lot of things go on. It's, it's a really beautiful story. It's kind of sad, though, that it ended It ended a little bit early, I think, for Maradona. Super early, man. Uh, growing up, watching soccer, admiring soccer, watching Lionel Messi, and then the the comparisons between him and Maradona are just so apparent. They're both Argent, uh, Argentine. We're in the repping the Argentina jersey today also, by the way. Um, but just growing up, he was one of my idols. So um, hope he rests easy, Diego. Yeah, I mean, for our parents, I think our parents' generation was oh, yeah. really big with Maradona. I mean, I watched the documentary, and this guy was bigger than life. He couldn't walk around Italy at all. Like, yeah. he couldn't just yeah. normally walk around. Like, some of these athletes, they have a security detail. Even a security detail wasn't enough for this guy, especially in Naples, because he played for Napoli. Right. Um, this guy was bigger than life. So if you haven't seen the documentary, again, watch it. This guy was huge, probably bigger than any star you'll see right now. Absolutely, absolutely. So rest in peace, Diego Maradona. Thank you for everything you have given us for the sport of soccer. It's sad, man, but 
2020 has just been like that. You know, we've got so much taken away from us this year. I know I was phased by it, but not nearly as much as I was some, some other stuff earlier on in the year. So, yeah, so let's hopefully we can turn the page on this year. Happier days to come, more stars to come. Let's answer some questions, some fan questions, some listener questions. So first up, we had Brandon Gozo, uh, another one of our good friends who asked us two questions. It's a two parter. The first one was who has the most complete slash complimentary team in the NFL? All right, Gozo. Nice question. Uh, for me, I'd have to say it's either the Chiefs or uh, your Saints. I would just go Chiefs because they have Pat Mahomes. And with the Saints, you know, Drew Brees is hurt. He's got all those broken ribs. So we'll see how he comes back from that, how he looks. He was looking a little slow when he was playing. But that Saints team is very complete, right? So well, Even Brees, without Drew Brees, they're, they're still winning exactly. and they're still looking good. Yeah, yeah. Drew Brees can have a little bit of an off day and they'll still look good. Alvin Kamara is a beast in the backfield. Latavius Murray is a very formidable backup. Oh, yeah. So And their defense, that was like their Achilles heel all these past years. Yeah. They haven't won. They've come up short. It's because their defense was lackluster. And this year, their defense really looked to to turn the corner this year. I think a they lot have. Better. Yeah, under Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator. So I would say to the Saints or the Chiefs, I don't know about you. You agree? Yeah, definitely. I, I kind of put it into two tiers. So I have on my first tier, I have the Chiefs and the Saints, but I also put the Steelers up there just because that defense is going to take them places, but also they're talented wide receivers. And if Big Ben can stay healthy and make these passes that he's been making, I don't see why not. I don't see why not they can why uh, they can make this Super Bowl. Yeah, it's hard not to call a team that's ten and zero not a contender. Yeah. Um, yeah. for me with the Steelers, I think just offensively they sometimes just they go they go dull sometimes on yeah. offense, and that yeah. does with Big Ben. He's an older guy. He's not a mobile quarterback, and you know I gave my thoughts and prayers to pocket passing quarterbacks last week. Yeah. But with uh with Big Ben, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the uh we'll see how he performs later in the season. I think it the team lives and dies with Big Ben because the running game has also been a little bit weaker. Uh, we see with James Conner, he isn't having a crazy year. They got Barry Snell back there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely their defense, their front four. Their defense is leading them. Shutting down the run game, stacking quarterbacks left and right. Reminds me of the Niners last year, honestly, oh, yeah. with that That's pass rush. Yeah. You can go really far with a good pass rush, don't get me wrong. So, And I told you last week, defenses will carry you. Um, but for this question, it was more complimentary. I feel like their defense really overshadows their offense mm-hmm. versus the Saints and Chiefs. They're a little bit more balanced. Balance, They're just yeah. strong on both sides of the, of the field. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's Chiefs or Saints is, is, is our best answer, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He, he's going to like that answer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His second part of the question was who has the worst fan base? Uh, I don't know if he meant sports or NFL, but we'll stick with football for this yeah, one. Sure. Um, clearly the Saints, man. I just cannot stand those people. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Gozo. Um, the worst fan base for me, this is easy. Easy. It's Cowboys, bro. The worst fan. Not the worst. Okay. Worst people as football fans. I should put it that way. Uh, these people are delusional, man. Like, as Stephen A said it, they make me sick. Like, they really do. Every single time they win a game, you hear, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Haven't even been to championship games since 95. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And then, oh my God, the Mike McCarthy hire this year. Oh my, or this offseason. Oh my God, dude. These Cowboys fans thinking they just hired the ghost of Vince Lombardi. They, it's Mike <laughs> McCarthy, dude. The guy who's severely underachieved with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. All of a sudden is going to come into Dallas and win them a Super Bowl. I knew that hire was awful from the beginning he's just an old-fashioned coach who's not willing to adapt to the new ways of the nfl and you see with the cowboys yeah dax down but their offense was struggling when he was still there mike mccarthy there's yeah. trouble to, they're having a lot of trouble trying to develop any kind of offensive game plan and you just have these annoying ass fans in the background always saying they're gonna win the super bowl they're gonna win the super bowl 
Cowboys fans by far. Honorable mention Seahawks fans because they don't really know much about football and I kind of feel bad for them. You know, <laughs> Seattle's kind of a sad city. Like you guys don't really have anything to cheer about other than the Seahawks. And I know you just started watching when Russell Wilson played. So honorable mention Seattle Seahawks. I put the Patriots hands down Ooh, for that's me. That's a good one. Because all you hear, I only know a handful of Patriots fans, but every single one of them it's just Tom Brady, Tom Brady, yap, 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 Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. Oh, my God. Shut up. Like, yeah, you had a good run. Yeah, you you had a good team. Yeah, you have one of the goats as your quarterback. But, dude, I, I can't. I'm so glad I have the luxury of not knowing more than five Patriots fans. You see, I know Patriots fans. And the re- I agree with you. Like, Pats fans are wrong. But I don't think Pats fans from, like, Boston, like the Foxborough, Boston area. Oh, yeah. I think those Pats fans are very reasonable. I've sure. Met, I've met a couple Maybe. of them actually yeah. in Syracuse last year. Um, but... The Pats fans who have, like, nothing to do with Boston, nothing to do with New England. It's just like, oh, Brady's the GOAT, man. Brady's the GOAT. And they just dick ride Brady, and the it's just like, worst. shut up. <laughs> the worst. I know a couple people who are like, oh, Pats till I die. And then this year, they're very, very quiet all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Where's oh, Brady? Yeah. Oh, we're Tampa fans now, probably, right? It kind Absolutely. of is like those LeBron fans who travel with LeBron from place to place. It's very it's similar the same with, thing. The, with the Brady same fans. Same thing. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, so Pats is actually a good one, but I feel like I don't, they're gone now, you know, so I can't really like this. Oh, they're Pats shut up fans. and I'm so happy. For me, it's Cowboys run. I love every time they lose, I tune into Stephen A's Twitter feed right away just to see what he's got to say <laughs> about them because these people are delusional, man. I'm telling you, they're delusional. Let's move on to our next question. My boy, Ali Dodd, he asked, is Jimmy G, uh, if this is Jimmy G's last season in San Francisco, who do you see at quarterback next season? Uh, I actually do believe it's Jimmy G's last season in San Francisco. Uh, just based off the amount of money he's making, he's making $27 million a year. The cap's going to go lower because of the coronavirus. So I just don't think it's very, it's not financially viable to keep Jimmy G along with that $27 million price tag. I see them moving on. Um, there's two avenues. I really see how they, they go from this. Uh, I think the quarterback they're most interested in uh, who's in college this year is the BYU quarterback, Zach Wilson. I think we've heard stories that they've been sending scouts over to BYU uh, they've been checking them out and you don't send your best scout and VP of player personnel to check out a player unless you're very seriously considering taking them in the next draft. Absolutely. So yeah. I think Zach Wilson, I think there's the best chance as the, uh, as the quarterbacks who are coming in the draft. I think that's probably your best bet. Other than that, I see them maybe taking a placeholder quarterback. So if they don't take Zach Wilson, maybe they wait to like the second or third round to take a quarterback. I see them bringing in the vet, hopefully Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I know the Niners are his childhood team. He seems very, I don't know, every year in Green Bay, he seems more and more unhappy. Uh, we saw what they did last year in the draft. They took that Utah State, Bryce Love. Uh, Jordan Love. Jordan Love, Bryce yeah, Love. From Utah. Where did Bryce from? They took <laughs> Jordan Love from Utah State, yeah. And so that yeah. was a really puzzling pick because you'd think they want to spend it on like a wide receiver or help out that offense. Yes, yeah, they're like a lineman, targets. something, yeah. you know. But no, they took another quarterback, and I heard he's not even doing that well from, from what I read. No, and as Aaron Rodgers, I, I can't be happy, you know. Your team taking another quarterback setting you up to be replaced i would be pissed exactly so i think there's there's a shot uh, an off shot that he'll come to san francisco and uh, finish his career as a niners because his team growing up they passed on him in 05 and you know there's no there's not one niners packers game where you see the old not as much they're going to regret is not taking me we always see that clip every every time they face each other um so yeah i think that's that's for me i say zach wilson from byu or uh kind of a placeholder quarterback like an aaron Rodgers, maybe even a matt ryan Hopefully not, but Shani uh, used to coach. Yeah, he's coached him, you know, in Atlanta. They made a Super Bowl, so that's another option I can see. What about you? Honestly, if there's any way, shape, or form we can get Sam Darnold from the Jets, 
that's that's my best case scenario getting Sam Darnold because I feel like he's got the talent. He's got the couple of the years of experience under his belt. He just needs that next level up, that better coaching, that better offense where he can really shine because he can make the throws. I would trust Sam Darnold way more than Jimmy G to make some throws. You know, and so he's and he's pretty mobile as well. He can get out of the pocket. He can run. He can make plays happen. Jimmy G, not really. They didn't really trust him throwing the ball. But Sam Donald's a whole different story. Um, and I actually agree with you going with Zach Wilson on uh, in the draft if that doesn't happen or we don't get another like free agent quarterback. That in the boy's offseason. throwing dimes, dude. Oh, you yeah. Watch, you watch any of the BYU games? Oh, Catch yeah. some of them? Oh, yeah. <sighs> that guy's throwing dimes. That guy's definitely run. a top pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I don't even think the Niners, I mean, right now I think they're placed in, I think, 14th in the draft right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's going to fluctuate. So much football left to be played. Yeah. But I think you're going to have to be top eight, top seven to land Zach Wilson. There's a lot of teams looking for new quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. I mean, and if I the told- Jets go on and try to take Trevor Lawrence, what do they do with Sam Darnold? You know, he's got to go somewhere. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens when the time comes closer. Oh, but yeah. I... One I thing's will- for sure is I know the Niners are going to go for a mobile quarterback. Oh, 100%. 100% I mean, they're going to go for... Unless they get Rodgers who's just the, one of the best pocket-passing QBs left in the league, they're going to go mobile. Oh, within two years, it's going to be a, every quarterback. I told oh, you yeah. last episode, yeah. every quarterback in the NFL in three, four years is going to be a mobile quarterback. There's just no more pocket-passing quarterbacks. The game's yeah, changed. No room for them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's exciting if you're a Niners fan. Uh, a little nerve-wracking, though. It's always nerve-wracking when you move on from a quarterback because you don't know how long it's going to take to find another quarterback. Yeah. The Niners, two times now, we've thought, oh, Cap's the guy, flamed out. Jimmy G's the guy. Looks mm-hmm. like he's playing unless, unless he comes back and they make the playoffs, they make a deep run. There's so much football yeah, left to be played. There's always that possibility that they yeah. keep him. We're writing him off a little too early. I think. I think 75 percent yes, 25 percent uh, no. Right now, it just yeah. depends if he comes back early and they make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, I see them cutting ties with okay. Jimmy. All right. Last question comes from Janeth. Uh, we went to college with Janeth. She's a good friend of ours. She asked, "What our funniest slash wildest drunk story is." Do you want to go first on this one or you want me to go first? I'll let you go first on this one. Okay. Go for it. So for me to really dial back, you know, really think hard about this one, harder than I thought, honestly. And for me, the story that really popped out to me, it was in college. Uh, it was about my second or third year in the house. Um, we had a social with actually her sorority. Uh, and so we were having a social and uh, everything was going well. You know, we had a, I think we had a philanthropy later in the week. And so me and one of our other brothers, one of my pledge brothers, apparently he was crushing on this girl. I didn't know he was crushing on this girl. So the night goes on. Um, I see him talking to her uh, like throughout the night. But eventually he like, I don't know, ventures off to whatever he's doing, you know, we're at a social. Uh, I end up talking to her. Things go well. One thing leads to another. We are in the basement uh, making out. Okay. <laughs> and so keep in mind, though, I do not know. He's, uh, he's like insanely crushing on this girl and so we're making out and then a couple people come downstairs to like check on us or whatever and it's whatever the third person to come check on us is our uh, is our friend who's crushing on her and so he comes downstairs and he's like p bro p bro how could you do this to me and I'm looking at him like, what are you, what are you talking about? And right now this other girl is just like completely confused too. <laughs> he's like, how could you do this to me? I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, I've liked this girl. Like you've known it. I'm like, dude, like a while ago, like I didn't know you're still like crushing on her. Like you've hooked up with so many other people in the meantime, you know? 
And so, and yes, we're at a social. We've been drinking the whole night. So this is like towards the end of the night. So you can only imagine how sloppy it is. And so <laughs> he's like, you got like 10, 15 seconds. Why I shouldn't kick your ass right now? And I'm like, you can't kick my ass, bro. And eventually we get like separate people like over here. People come, you get separate girl who I guess we are quote unquote fighting over. She leaves the house like crying. I don't know. Girls are dramatic. And so <laughs> basically that's where the night kind of branches off. But this is not like the end right here. So the next day, you know, Ward's going around in our house and all the all the people in the house are talking and they're like, did you guys see like this guy in Keanu yesterday? And so we were posting on our Facebook page like, nonstop. Like there's going to be a boxing fight at the house between Keanu and this guy and everyone should be at the house at this time. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, it's all jokes and banter. Like, you know, we're going to fight. We're not going <laughs> to fight. It's whatever. Like we'll get it. It's just a fucking girl, bro. Like we'll get over this. And so later in the night, well, what do you know? This guy posts a video on our Facebook page in the dorms with his boxing gloves on saying, I'm coming for you. Keanu. You're like, fuck you. Oh, and I'm shit. like, okay, it's getting a little real. So I like, I still think it's a joke though. So then I post another video back and I'm like, I'm coming for you, bitch. Like on our Facebook page. <laughs> In like 30 minutes, this guy comes running into the house with gloves on and he's like with music and speakers, like an actual like walking for a fight. And then everyone's like, oh, it's happening. And at this point, you know, like, what am I going to do? Like run away? Like, no, like it's going down. Right. So we get into our shed. I get a gloves on. And we have like a legit five round like boxing match, like two, three minute rounds just us two going at it there's like video of it somewhere it's somewhere in the universe i hope it doesn't pop up on me at at a bad time but there's a video of us literally fighting because of what the events that transpired on that drunken night the night before um i did win the fight if you are wondering but me and this man are still good friends he's still my hero gotta keep his identity hidden just just in case but uh gotta keep it safe yeah but no that was probably just one of the wild like for just crazy. for it to start as you know just like you know whatever making out with this girl oh you like her whatever just for it to turn out into like a full-on boxing match like the, we had a bell one of our brothers had like a legit bell like ding ding like a real boxing like ring bell <laughs> and so he brought that in there there was trainers people were betting on the fight there were bets like <laughs> i think i don't know someone someone made like numbers and favorites and people were putting money there was like a pool of money on the fight it, it was crazy dude <laughs> yeah if you guys ever wonder what goes on underground in a fraternity here it is right here. <laughs> that was probably That's the insane. funnest wildest night i mean that was it was so fun and we both look back on it now and we're like laughing at it like dude we were just like we're 19 years old so stupid but it's funny like one of the most memorable moments oh yeah that's that's what makes college memorable isn't it all those stupid <laughs> yeah. moments when you're young <laughs> exactly all right let's hear yours man all right mine was i think it was my junior year of college and we were go me and like six or seven other brothers were going to a sorority formal or pledge dance and so the day of we all go to the gym and after the gym, we're like, hey, why don't we just uh, pregame the pregame? You know, that's always a smart idea. And so we go to Peanuts, which is a San Jose State college bar type type thing. And so we're in there and we get pitcher after pitcher after pitcher, not realizing the time or how many drinks in we are. Those pitchers just keep coming at they Peanuts. They come and come and come. And we were <laughs> 11 pitchers in. 11? How many six, people? Six guys. 11 pitchers in. So that's that's that significant sounds pretty amount of ridiculous. Beer. What is it like? Four beers per pitcher, you'd say? I'd say around four, yeah. 
with six guys. 44, so 44 beers. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. It's like six beers. All right. So you guys yeah. are pretty, you guys we're, are lit. We're pretty lit. Yeah. And we see that we have about an hour left until we have to be at the house for pictures and on all that stuff. And so we, we rush home, we shower, we change, get into our suits or pants or ties or whatever. And then we go back to the house and we see the same bros. Well, I, I showed up a little late, but I saw the same bros pre-gaming again with the handle of tequila. So we all pre-game again with the handle of tequila Ooh. and we're still pretty, pretty feeling the beers at, at the same time. So we take our pictures and then we head over to the sorority house. So now we're inside the sorority house and the story that this guy is about is my pledge brother, my P-bro. I won't say his name, but he was. we were sitting on the couch just waiting for people to finish like getting ready and get on the bus so we can go to the venue. This guy is like making out with his his date on the couch inside the sorority house, like all over her, hugging her, cuddling her. The best love is in the sorority house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then five minutes later, this guy's passed the fuck out just on the couch, just like snoring full on snooze fest. And then all of a sudden he wakes up like eyes bigger than like, like he just saw like a ghost or something. Like he was wide awake the entire time and goes, oh, my God. And he sprints off the couch. And tries to make it out the door, but he doesn't make it. So he throws up <laughs> in like the foyer of of the the, the sorority house, <laughs> which is like unheard of ever in a sorority house, you know. I love it. And so he throws up everywhere, and it's like a, it's like a lot of throw up. Because <laughs> we had eleven pitchers and tequila, it all came out. And then this is the worst part. Here comes this freshman sorority girl in her brand new yellow dress that she picked out just for this formal. Comes running down the stairs. Doesn't see what's going on. Doesn't see the yak. She steps right in it because the stairs are right in front of the door. She steps right in it. Slips on her back. Yak all over her dress, her hair. I felt so bad. We just, we all just stood there with our jaws to the ground. We didn't, we didn't know what to do. And then she's like, try to help her up and she falls again, bro. She just slipped in again. So she fell in it twice and then she, it was so bad. And so we had like six other bros there. We like helped her. Like her sister took her upstairs. I don't. She didn't go to the formal. She didn't end up making it. Oh I felt so God. bad. But we cleaned it up. I ended up taking my bro back to our fraternity house where, and just like left him on the couch. And I got three other brothers that were there. And I'm like, please help him or please help me take care of him. And they're like, dude, just go. We, we got this. And so <laughs> I, I just ended up leaving and I came back and he was still there sleeping when I got back from formal. So. Oh my God. That was, it was looking back, it's the funniest thing ever. That's but I also hilarious. feel so bad for that sorority <laughs> house. <laughs> and that poor freshman girl that slipped in his yak twice. <laughs> were there like hella people like around, like watching was, when, she, when yeah. she fell? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it was, there was hella traumatic. people around. And then we walked outside and there's just about another like 80 to 100 people outside taking photos. And so <gasps> they saw me like just yank this my one of my this brother back to our back to our fraternity house and they just see yak everywhere and they know what happened and i'm just like oh god wow <laughs> what terrible. a story did he ever go back to that house was he was he like blacklisted from it no no he went back the week after to apologize with like a basket and all that you know um <laughs> just, being so a, just being a real true gentleman and just really really just wait like he went to like their sorry. chapter he went to their chapter oh yeah, dude that's just, off the basket so for people who are not in Greek life who weren't in Greek life chapters, basically like the weekly meeting each organization has with all its members. And these sorority houses are big, you know, they got like a hundred plus members. Not all of them go to chapter, but you know, at least I would say 80 girls, at least. At least. Yeah. And so can you just imagine how daunting that is just going to the house where the crime was committed 
and then having to apologize in front of just 80 girls looking at you, probably giving them like this dead ass look at to the whole time. Oh yeah. Keep in mind that his face was probably posted on every single Facebook page and group chat. (laughs) These girls like, uh, wanted, oh yeah. Wanted watch out for this guy. And so they see him walk in, like imagine what they're going through, you know? And then my bro is probably just like, oh shit, this is the most nerve wracking thing, but he just, he has to do it. Oh my God. Uh, that's, uh, that's funny though. Oh my God. That's a good story. <laughs> so two good stories. I hope uh, you like those, Janeth. Those are probably two of the best ones that we had are, locked yeah. up in our, in our story. Bank. That we could say there, we had, we had quite a few, but we couldn't quite say a lot. Yeah. Of them. Even this one, we couldn't even reveal identities. Yeah. That would have been bad. <laughs> but yeah, those were our stories and that, that caps off our, uh, our, our uh, question segment that we had from our viewers. Um, we'll do we'll do segments like this where we ask questions and, and comments or or some or recommendations from you guys every now and then. We'll list a poll either on Twitter or Instagram. So feel free to comment when next time we do that. But let's move on to our next segment where we go into the Bachelorette. Yes, Bachelorette time. Finally, a good episode. We're not really juicy. We finally got around the bullshit, you know, the introductions and all that. We're finally getting into the meat and bones of oh, the yeah. season. Feelings oh, yeah. are finally being developed. First thing I think we want to talk about is Truth or Dare, the group date challenge. My favorite part of this was just the sex noises. I just think that was whoever like designed this challenge, like whoever, whatever producer came up with it, it was a pretty good idea. Just because I, I can only imagine being just like chilling at a pool and just hearing the dudes just yelling sex noises oh, into, a, into a megaphone. Brilliant. Oh my God. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Some of those guys really like acted it out too. got into they it, got into it. Yeah. <laughs> I would too, of, honestly oh yeah you have to, to have like the best like noises you have to like visualize and get into it and they made them drink like some nasty ass oh like cow intestine yeah i don't water scorpion one of them i saw was like it was it was like cow lungs or something. i don't know i just it sounded yeah. like an organ you get off the black market i feel like you just cannot <laughs> find, <in> blender. <laughs> i feel like you just can't find, i feel like i'm gonna be honest i don't think all those ingredients were in there i just don't know where you'd find them it sounds a little impractical. It sounds kind of dangerous too. Why would you blend up or juice cow intestines or lungs or whatever and make people drink it? Exactly. So that was a little sus to me. But there's also a couple other things that were sus to me that we'll talk about a little later. Another big thing that happened last uh, last night was Ben. He finally got over his own fears, if you want to call that, and yeah. approached uh, Tasha's uh, room and talked to her. What do you think about Ben? I, I like Ben. I can see why people wouldn't. How they think that it was ingenuine for him to go over. I know you feel Me. that way. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I still like Ben. I, I think he is genuine. I think he does have, he is there for the right reasons. The thing with Ben for me, I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm just saying I can see him being a fuckboy. Like totally can easily see. It. And he really reminds me of a of Blake. Do you remember Blake from a I think it was from Becca season? He was on Bachelor in Paradise. Mm, and when he got put on yeah. Bachelor in Paradise, he yeah, just yeah. went crazy. Like they, it was just like release that he's just like a complete fuck boy. I think this is the kind of guy we're dealing with with Ben. He went into that uh apology and just the look on his face, it just didn't look right to me. He just looked really shocked that like she would accept his apology. And I yeah. feel like he's got some kind of like mischievous game like under underneath the skin. See, I don't I don't get that vibe from Ben. I get that vibe from Spencer. I think Spencer is a fuckboy type that's just putting on a show. I didn't even see Spencer last night, so like True. you he have to you have to dig back like two weeks yeah, to, to have yeah, that vibe. But, yeah, but I, I do get that vibe from Spencer. Yeah, I don't not so much I, from Ben, but we'll, can see, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, with Ben, that's what I'm saying though. Like during the show, I feel like he's gonna be like a, one of the fan favorites. But I think he's gonna if he doesn't win, he's gonna get put like on paradise. And if he's if he just looks like the kind of guy to just hit at <laughs> every single girl on paradise. Yeah. That's the kind of vibe I get off him. 
uh, the jury is out. That's one of my favorite sayings. With the jury is out on Ben, we'll see how he does. I think he's going to make it far, but I don't know. I feel like when he gets kicked and then when he eventually, you know, has another career, another ship, he's on Bachelor in Paradise, he's the he's kind of guy off. to fuck around. Damn. Okay. So we'll, we'll see, see with that. Ben. Okay. Uh, Noah. Oh, yeah. Noah. Who you had on your fantasy team. And I had a heart attack because when it got to the scene where all the guys were like mad at him, it was literally five points per contestant. So I was yeah. like, oh my God, dude, if every single person gets angry and gets an argument with him, you're about to hit the piggy bank on points right Ooh, here. Yeah, that was my plan. That was my plan. Like, and, I knew yeah. he was going to get into arguments. It kind of paid off. You got 15 points. That's an equivalent to a rose, right? Pre-rose. Oh, yeah, so it paid off. But Noah, what do you think about Noah? I think Noah's a dick. I'm going to play into the the whole what the producers want you to think, <laughs> you know. I'm going to look at it from the like a person point of view. I think he's just, he's a dick. I don't think he's ready for the show. I don't think he handled that situation like he should have. Um, I definitely think he should have gone to the people first that he had an issue with or or addressed the situation before he went to Tasha. And I said her name correctly this week, by the way. Yeah. Tasha. Round of applause. <laughs> Round of applause. Tasha, you got it right. <laughs> I got so many DMs of people being like, pronounce her name correctly. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my apologies. Tasha. But yeah, I, I think he's a dick. That's 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 my final verdict on him. He is a dick. What he did, of course, like that's what dicks do. Mm-hmm. But this man is smart. Mark my words. And I think he's smart because we know he's going to be the villain of this season. But he played it smart. Unlike other villains in past that, uh, past seasons, they don't play it smart. They don't drop the bomb at the right time. They drop the bomb and, you know, the bomb explodes, but they're also in limbo. And then the girl's always unsure about him. This time he had the rose. He had his security. And then he threw the grenade. Smart, smart, smart man. If you're looking at it from a game perspective, which I am here. This man dropped his bomb at the right time. He knocked out, what, six guys in the process. He cut off that cocktail party early. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these guys have been giving him the cold shoulder, have been talking shit. You clearly haven't seen it, so he looks like an awful person right now. But I wouldn't be surprised. You know, he's only 25. He's my age. Ten, everyone there is like 33, 34, 31. They're all older than him, so they kind of look down on him. So I can see where he gets, like, gets rubbed the wrong way. And just to drop that bomb at that time, very smart because he had his rose. He was secure. And now it just depends on how he uh, pursues it in the future. Let's see what he does next episode. If he comes to her and tries to comfort her and be like, listen, like I never wanted you to feel this way, but I just wanted to bring it to your attention because like I believe in your intentions. Then this man is truly, truly smart and he's going to make me look good. But if he doesn't, you know, if he does get dumb and immature, you know, tries to make it standoffish, it's going to backfire on him. But unlike what many people think about Noah, I like the way he played it. If you yeah, aside from aside from him dropping the bomb, I don't think he really did anything wrong. He took his chance last last episode two weeks ago, and we really applauded him for that. We're like, "What? That guy's dope!" You know, like, yeah. good for him. He's raw. And then this week was a, like the first time we really saw him get malicious, but like in a like good career move kind of way. So we haven't really seen him do too much that's wrong other than this. But it was like a good move, like you said. But it did come off as kind of like being a dick. And I think Bennett was the one that really got into him with it. But he was and successful. He was successful. He ended that cocktail party, six people, poof, out the window. Just yeah. like that. It was only six, like four, four or five people. Yeah. Knocked yeah. out just like that because he ended the cocktail party. Party. He's a smart man. And I hope he makes it far. I'm going to be honest because he's going to be the guy creating all the drama, right, that everybody hates. And so that's, you know, there's always that one person during the season. Mm-hmm. I think Noah, if he's smart, he can carry on that wave of, of hate for a long time 
He's not like Luke, uh, I think it was Luke M, one of the Lukes from uh, Hannah Brown season. That guy was the villain, but he was just dumb. And she kept him around because I think she's pretty dumb. But like, <laughs> there's a reason she kept him around. But he was just stupid. He was looked at as a villain, but he wasn't like smart about anything. He was just an idiot. And he eventually got kicked off the show for being an idiot. Yeah. With Noah, I don't get the same vibe with this guy. I think he knows what he's doing and he's good at what he's doing. And I wow. think he's going to make it far. He's going to ride a good wave on it. I'm I, interested in Noah. I like him. I, I honestly think he's out next week and that Bennett stays. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it through. That's all I got to say. All right. Well, that leads us to, to would you pick him? I mean, on your draft? Because we're, we're going to go into it right now. I'm going to keep my cards close to my chest. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, let's, <laughs> let's get right into it because I want to see who you pick. Okay. Let's get into Fantasy Bachelorette and draft our teams for next week. So I blew open a big lead oh, man. this week. Thank you, Mr. Ivan, for just being such a gentleman and such an awesome person. Points. They Jeez. cried. They laughed. They talked about their future. They were vulnerable. And he got the rose. Man, you were just hitting the bank for me on the points. So thank you for that, Ivan. Yeah, so you now lead. Well, you, you got 68 points for week three to my 45. You're leading me 127 to 88. We opened up a lead, and we're hoping that we keep the wave going. Oh, man. So the team's reset, and since we do have a fewer amount of guys significantly, we're going to cut down our teams to four guys per four team. Four guys a team. So four draft picks each. Okay. Keanu, I, you, I got the first won. pick because I won. Yep. All right, my first pick, this guy is silent but deadly. All right, mark my words, silent but deadly. It's Zach C. I'm taking him first. And I just think this man, he's, he's, a, he's a wild card. These guys are the ones who creep up on you. They creep up on you. Like she doesn't talk to him much, but when they do, there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of emotion. Watch out for Zach. I saw that. I definitely saw that. Watch out for Zach. He's dangerous, man. Silent but deadly. I'm going to go with the other silent but deadly guy who you are not a big fan of. I'm going to go with Ben. Ooh, going back with Ben. Back with Ben. Okay. I, don't, I think he's going to make it far. Don't get me wrong. If he doesn't win, don't be surprised if he's a fuckboy. That's all I got to say. That's where you're coming from. Yeah, I can That's see that. All I, he, he, <laughs> he gives me big Blake vibes. Big Blake vibes mm-hmm. from, uh, from Becca's season. So you got Ben. My second pick is, you know, why don't we just roll with what's working? Let's go with Ivan. Can't go wrong with Ivan. I was going to go with him next. Uh, he might be a little lackluster because he had like a whole hour dedicated to him last mm-hmm. week. But I mean, you can't go. I mean, they've, they just connected really well. So well. Easy pick right there. But I'm torn. I don't know if I'm torn between two guys right now for my, for my second pick. But I think I'm going to go with Riley. Okay. Yeah. Riley for my second pick. Uh, I was talking to one of my friends. She said that Riley would, he looks like the kind of guy to throw stuff at you in an argument. <laughs> and I, I, Detroit? I, I kind of agree with her. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> he just looks like a guy, like if he gets mad at you, like he'll throw shit at you. <laughs> he does have that like smug demeanor to him. Yeah. Like yeah. when he's mad, like I feel like he can be very, very fucking scary. <laughs> Low key. All right. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, you know what? Let's just stick with what was working last week again. Let's go with Damar. I think I think he's a little sneaky. I don't think oh, he's yeah. I don't think he's gonna flame out quite yet. He's a really sneaky guy. I like Demar. Okay, okay. You know we haven't seen too much of this guy. Uh, I'm gonna go with Brendan. We didn't see too much of him last episode. Yeah, good pick though. They that first date. I mean, when you get that was he the first impression rose? It was like the first date. First rose. date rose. Yeah. Those guys usually are are steady guys. So that that's a good pick, I think. Um, so my last pick again. This is where I got fucked last week because I picked Joe last <laughs> minus fifteen, and I'm not gonna make the same mistake of picking someone risky just because I'm scared of what happened last week with him. I'm gonna go with Blake Moines. Wow, stealing my picks left and right. Okay, uh, I was unsure about Blake, but 
last the last episode, I think he he opened up a little bit, a little yeah. bit more concrete. So now yeah. it comes down to you. Are you willing to gamble on the Bennett versus the Noah situation? I can't, I can't afford it. <laughs> I honestly cannot afford. No, I can't. I can't do it. I gotta go. Oh, either Spencer or Easy. Oh man, I'm not the biggest fan of Spencer. I'm gonna go Easy. That's a good pick. Yeah, easy, go easy. safe pick. Okay, so to recap, Keanu, you got Zach C, Ivan, Demar, and Blake Moines. I picked Ben, Riley, Brendan, and Easy. Yeah, good. how do you feel about that? I think it's going to be good. Uh, hopefully, none of our guys go home this week. Uh, at least hope we'll one of your, if your guy, one of your guys, goes home. I think you're done, bro. I think, <laughs> I think so too. I think, I think the fat lady order. is gonna. She's warming up her vocal cords. <laughs> order that meat mountain. That There's no coming back from it. <laughs> but it was a good episode. A lot of good content, and I'm yeah. I'm actually for the first time this season, I'm excited for the next episode. Me too. We'll, we'll see. What I, I really want to see what happens with Bennett and Noah. Yeah, see how how far they're bickering. I love goes. the one v the one v one date. I love they call it a date too. Like let's take the two guys that are bickering the most. Let's go on a date. Like <laughs> I'm expecting to have so much fun today. No, you're not. No, you're not. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> All right, that's right. Ne- next week should be good, and we can't wait to recap it again with you guys. Let's head in to top bands. I love being able to hear the sounds through my headphones this week. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, your headphones died last week. I forgot that you just saw me dancing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this guy was just dancing. I'm like, this guy looks like a madman to me right now. So this week's top band story is an interesting one, uh, to say the least. We have two players from the English Championship uh, Soccer League in England. Sheffield Wednesday versus Preston North End. One of their players had a penis grab situation. (laughs) If you want to call it your that. Your casual penis grab. Your casual penis grab in the middle of a game of one of the opposing players. So here's the deal. On Saturday in England, uh, Preston North End FC player Darnell Fisher was trying to guard Sheffield Wednesday's Callum Patterson during a corner kick in the second half. The video showed that Fisher got super close to Patterson trying to mark him, which is normal. But then he suddenly just reached and just grabbed Patterson's junk. Like it was like he grabbed it once and then he like really grabbed it twice. It he was got, very he got visual. The dick and then he got the, the dick and the he balls. Got, he got the good stuff. He got the goodies. <laughs> he got the, yeah. <laughs> um, I saw the video. What are these people thinking? Like, you know, there's a shit ton of cameras on you. There's so many cameras at these games. I know you're in what the championship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And even though you're in the championship, there's still cameras everywhere. The game's televised. Like, what are you thinking? It's England. I mean, yeah. The, the third, like third tier teams or division are still like filmed and people watch it and it's going to be broadcasted. Yeah. What's going through your head? I don't know. Like that, it was weird just to say the first grab, like, you know, I've seen, I've been on fields or, you know, people go for the, for the manhood. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not creeped out by that. I'm creeped out that he did it once. And then he went in for like a a a second, just (laughs) went in with more energy and more passion, just grabbed it. Well, He he held it for like three seconds. (laughs) He just shook it. And I was like, dude, (laughs) And the other guy is just like, what are you doing? Like, he looks at the ref like, do you see this? He's he was getting, like, he was he's getting sexually assaulted on yeah, the field. Literally, that's Title IX, man. <laughs> he was getting super assaulted. And like, sure, it happens accidentally sometimes. Like, okay, this happened to me. But like, it, it wasn't to this extent. So in soccer, when you're, I was a defender. Uh, I played soccer my whole life. I was a defender growing up. And it's normal to, when you're guarding someone in a corner, to grab their shorts. And so they can't jump up and head the ball. Uh, grabbing their jerseys is just too obvious. So when you grab their shorts, it's kind of less visible and more discreet, but like really screws their like whole rhythm and momentum jumping. So that's that's normal. So somebody, I was I went out for a corner kick. I was trying to head the ball into the goal, and the guy marking me was trying to grab my shorts. Well, I I moved to make a run before he did that. So he ended up grabbing my junk 
but it was for like a quick grab. But like it was like like I, we definitely knew what intentional. Happened. Yeah, we both stopped, made eye contact for like two seconds, and then he fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> and happily ever after, we're like, oh shit, okay, all right. I like that. <laughs> no, no, we like we stared at each other for two seconds, but it was like long enough to like acknowledge that we both knew what just happened, and then we just went on, finished the rest of the game shook hands after the game like nothing ever happened we just never made eye contact after that because it was like it was like a good two like a second like <laughs> firm grab man and I, we were just like what just happened and acknowledged that it happened and just moved on from it <laughs> that is awkward to yeah. say the least no words were spoken yeah so you've i don't know i've never really had anybody i would say um i don't know, try to get in my head like that i mean i've had when i played hockey I mean, after the whistle, get in your head. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Uh, no, like in uh, in hockey, I know like when the whistle's blown, people will take some shots with a stick at your ankles and stuff like that, where they where your shin pads don't cover you. Uh, I can think of a story of something that I did. So one time, this guy, he's like six three, six four. He's a really tall. He's a defender. He's a defenseman. A very tall guy. He's on skates. He's like six five or six six. And so this guy thought just because he was bigger than everybody, he could cheap shot everyone. And I was sick of this guy's bullshit. Like, he was cross-checking me the whole time in the numbers. He, he gave me a couple slashes on my ankles, my calves. It was the end of the game. We were down, like, 4-2. Frustration starts kicking in. But I was just sick of this guy. He was talking so much shit. So what I did is that what I did is a slew foot. What is a slew foot? A slew foot is basically when you go behind the player and you take your skate and you trip them with your skate. Once you trip them with your skate, they're off-balanced. You take your out. You have you have full control of your upper body. You take your upper body and slam them down onto the ice. Now this guy is significantly bigger than me. So once I tripped him up, <laughs> this guy's full on body weight. Just I can feel it, and I take my stick and I slam down. Oh, shit. I crush this guy's back, and he was like in shock. He's like, "How this guy like who's like a foot smaller than me just bring <laughs> me down like this?" And so, ref didn't catch it. I slew footed him pretty dirty. Very dirty play. You can get seriously hurt if you don't have the right technique, but I had the right technique and everything. So I made sure he didn't get hurt. Just show, like very shaken up. And so he he gets off the ice. Uh, I think he didn't play for the rest of the game. It was like six minutes left in the game. Um, but that's something that I remember that I did that, you know, yeah. Get in your opponent's head. This you guy was this guy was going. See, I don't do shit like that unless the person like warrants it. You know, I'm not the kind of guy to just start shit just to get like in your head and I believe in, you know, beating someone through your play. But if someone's taking cheap shots all game, dude, I'm not scared to, like, defend my team, defend myself. Not afraid to do that. Man, that's so different that he was bigger than you and that you were able to just take him down. Because I, I also did Taekwondo. And so we, I was an Olympic spar um, where we've, like, fought one-on-one -on -one in a ring, you know. And so if I went up against someone who was, like, a foot smaller than me, which I never did. It was always, like, three or four inches. But even that was enough to, like, the reach was so different that he had to be so much closer to me than I did to him to enable to hit him or in the head, in the chest, wherever it was. So what I would do is I would just keep my distance. And whenever he would make a move to try to come in, I would just lift up my front foot and just smack him in the face. Jeez. And I would get three points just right in the face, a little tap, you know, not trying to hurt him or break his nose or anything, but just so that he knows that that's my reach. And I would just be a dick to him the entire time. Yeah, oh, I bet like in combat sports, like it reaches everything. In hockey, oh, it's yeah. a little different. Like you, the reach doesn't matter, especially because you're on skates True, too. Yeah. So you're not yeah. as you don't have a, you have a weaker center of gravity when you're on skates. So it's very easy for me when he's not expecting it to wrap my foot around his, trip him up, and slam him down with my stick. It felt so good when I was <laughs> I doing bet. it too. Oh my god, I felt I felt liberated. I was like, dude, fuck this guy. I <laughs> fucking hate him. Just, 
put him down. Uh, I did feel kind of bad though. Like <laughs> when I went to the bench, I was like, dude, <laughs> he's like legitimately like shaken up. Like they had to stop the game for a bit and he had to get onto the bench. I, at least he stayed on the bench though and everything was good. Oh, shit. Another hockey story that reminded me of is we were playing uh, Oakland Tech and that's like our like rivals. This is high school hockey. And uh, we're playing a Sharks. We're like the South Bay team. Oakland mm-hmm. Tech is like our rivals. And uh, it, it, the teams were co-ed. There were girls on the team. And so Oakland Tech had a girl on their team. And this girl was... She was wild, bro. She was, like, going after all the guys. She would do the same thing, slashing our ankles. But nobody really, you know, fought back. We're like, she's a girl. Like, we don't want to, like, hurt her really badly because we've had we had some pretty beefed-up strong guys. I mean, she was a good player. Don't get me wrong. Like, she was competing with us. Like, she knew what she was doing. One of our guys had enough of her shit, I guess. And oh, this just shocked all of us. Girls coming down the neutral zone, head down. And our uh, one of our players comes in he decides to commit to a check like i can see it in his eyes he was skating backwards and then he stopped and he started coming up and i was like there is no way he is gonna go in goes in girl has her head down puts her head up next thing you know hits her just checks this This girl flies bro she was flying she flew like three four feet hit the ice so hard down like not like face first she was down she hit shoulder in first and she was just shit down holy hell the whole other team just starts going after him <laughs> and then all of us are just like dude he just obliterated this girl like we were not expecting it dude and, he definitely snapped and was like and this. tempers flew and i'm like bro like she's a girl like you're way stronger than her he's like i don't give a fuck dude i'm sick and tired of this shit and i was like okay okay no one on the team really like defended him like i mean some people went like when they started going after him like of course we like check the other guys off but Oh my god, that girl was she was out of the game, knocked out of the game after that. She's shocking, Christ, man. What you, you do what you got to do to win, I guess. <laughs> I, guess I guess hockey's just a whole different sport. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Just us in high school, just shocked the fact that he just checked the shit out of this girl. We're like, oh my god, dude, what? We, we we knew like he had a temper low key, and like we knew like he would take it out on the eyes. Never in a million years thought he would take it out on this girl. <laughs> oh man, Jesus, man. So what a whew, what a top dance, man! Uh, sometimes you do what you got to do to win the game, and uh, at least at least in this, in this press den guy, yeah, this guy with the the dick grabber. I don't know about that. Yeah, um, he didn't he get suspended. Did something happen to him? I hope so. Probably something something has to have happened to him. There's <laughs> we don't, no we don't. way you can just grab some. Uh, there's no VAR in in championship, is there? Huh. I'm not sure. I, I don't think so. I'm no. pretty sure VAR would catch that. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> but even after the fact, like, they can still suspend him after the he game. He still after played, though. He didn't get red card or anything. He, the game continued. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, for the next games, you know? Oh, like, yeah, he could yeah. Be of suspended course. And, yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, in that game, like, he, he kept no, playing, He right? kept playing. He finished the game. That's a wild, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is weird. I don't know what, what some dudes are thinking. Hopefully, no one out there is a dick grabber. It's not cool. It not actually, cool. It Don't do it. Yeah, it it's it really very hurts. awkward. <laughs> you just ruin the whole mood for like that player the rest of the game. <laughs> Speaking from experience, just don't do it, man. It's just accidental's fine. You know it happens, but don't be intentionally doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. So that was our top bands. Let's let's close this show out with a little festive. You know the holidays are coming around. Let's go into a rule of thirds. So uh, no dick grabbing at Thanksgiving, hopefully tomorrow. Keep it clean, guys. Come on. Unless, you know, unless you're getting lucky, then I hope you have some. Um, <laughs> uh, today's rule of thirds is going to be your uh, least favorite Thanksgiving foods. Uh, there's Thanksgiving's a good time. We always eat well, but there are certain dishes out there that 
I always avoid. I know that you avoid. There's so many combinations of dishes that I've experienced over the years that people make that I've never even heard of. And so having tried all those dishes. That's I, just immigrant Thanksgiving though. You know, like. How they like combine everything <laughs> yeah. and they're like, you like oh, how I can make this out of this. You yeah. hybrid your cultures together. Yeah, like there's Persian food on the table every single Thanksgiving for me. Like you got, you got, we have a bunch of different rices in our, our oh, cult, yeah. Persian culture, right? So we have a bunch of different Persian rices mixed with like turkey and stuffing and then you have some like <laughs> Persian stew off to the right. Like it's <laughs> it's an insane hybrid. You guys probably do the same, right? Oh yeah, we, we have like potatoes, like mashed potatoes. They're not normal mashed potatoes. Like we'll make a little bit of mashed potatoes but then my the white my, mashed potatoes, white mashed potatoes. <laughs> and my mom will make her famous like nepali like potatoes that aren't mashed or anything but they're like like spiced okay you know and they're, they're super good and we'll have rice obviously of course um some form of like bread or naan or something like that okay but sounds good it's yeah no it's really good yeah. it's just like a combo but sometimes the american foods are too overpowering to the point where it's just like it's just not good and so we made up a list of, of our top three least favorite yeah. Thanksgiving foods. Really least favorite. Why don't you kick us off? I'll kick us off. Well, right off the bat, I'm going to go turkey. I'm not a fan of turkey. Oh, man. He's going for the throat right away. <laughs> Didn't waste no time. No time. I'm more of a ham guy. I know Keanu mentioned that some people fry their turkey on Thanksgiving. Yes. I've never heard of that, so I've never tried it. But turkey, just not my not my style not my type i i understand like i totally understand where you come from with turkey it's like a dry meat it's very hard to make it sexy i completely agree with you but you have to try the deep fried turkey it adds so much juice to the turkey it it makes it better trust me i'm not a big turkey guy either like take my word from it like once you deep fry that motherfucker it's pretty good see if i get my hands on one i don't know it's hard to get your hands on one because not many people are deep (laughs) frying turkeys it it was someone's house i went to they deep fried it we've never done it Actually, for tomorrow, we're not even like cooking our own turkey. We're just we're catering that thing in. It's 2020. It's tough times. We're all tired. Just take a break. Well, you're supporting a local business, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. Supporting local black businesses. Exactly. That's what I'm doing. Hell and so yeah. we're getting some Jamaican hybrid, uh, uh, Jamaican food. Like a it's a Jamaican place, but uh, they're gonna get a uh, we're gonna get turkey. They're gonna put their jerk um, their jerk sauce on it. Ooh, that's so good. They're gonna put their rice and beans in there. The the rice and beans from this place are just die for and they get some plantains too oh yeah that's the way to do it and then probably gonna be some persian food in there too so you have to we'll see have to. all right so you got turkey first uh my second i have cranberry sauce yeah apparently sh- people put this on your on their turkey and white on other, people yeah <laughs> or on their uh, mashed potatoes or something i tried it one time on my turkey and my parents were like i'm so sorry we did this it's gross <laughs> never again no, never cranberry, never cranberry again. is i think the only like okay version of cranberry is juice <laughs> cranberry juice and that's like yeah that's like the the like top like you don't breakfast. you don't do anything more than that and yeah my parents like apologized to me they're like yeah sorry we're never doing this again yeah the way i look at it is like people put cranberry like on their turkey just to like make up for how dry or yeah dirty, but it's just a stupid pairing like cranberries are sweet and exactly. turkey is a savory food throw some gravy on that at least don't throw cranberry sauce i just don't i've never met anybody who really is passionate about cranberry sauce. I always yeah, see it on no. the table, and I always say the fuck away from it. It's just I never I mean, good. You don't see cranberry sauce any other time of the year. You don't really see turkey any other time of the year, unless t- it's like sliced <laughs> turkey, of course. What kind of... Do you know any other like things that involve cranberries other than juice in the sauce? No. Yeah, like I don't know anything that Stay involves cranberries. cranberries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and my third one is corn. Unless it's cornbread. I'm, I'm cool with cornbread. Wow. But if it's like corn on the cob or like corn dishes that have like the corns on them, I'm not a big fan you of corn. You just don't like corn. What don't you like about corn? I like the way it tastes. Even with butter on it, like I'm not a big fan of corn. Really? Yeah. Cornbread's fine, but 
just like corn off the cob. That's interesting. I don't mind corn. The only problem that I have with corn is, I don't know if if you have this problem too, but like when I eat corn, like when I go take a shit, like the corn just shits out. Like it doesn't. (laughs) Have you noticed that? (laughs) Please. (laughs) Or have I been eating some like fucked up corn? (laughs) Dude, I've never had that problem. Fuck. Dude, please, if someone's listening, like, please I just tell got- me you had this problem so I don't look like a crazy person. I'm just imagining. No, I'm not even say it. I'm not going to, like, say what oh, just dude, when I image that came into my I head. I get, like, the corn salsa. <laughs> that shit doesn't mix in with my shit. Like, I can see the kernels, like, when I shit. Oh, my God, I'm crying, bro. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. It's true. <laughs> Every oh time God. I have corn, bro, like. It doesn't digest in with like my other feces. It's just the corn, and I look at it. I'm like, dude, that just doesn't look right. Like maybe your corn toast intolerant. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, dude, someone told me something about corn being like, it's like not man made, so that's why that happens. Someone told me that, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. The what your reaction has made me seem like I'm eating some like black market corn my whole life. <laughs> you said it comes out in like corn droppings. <laughs> Is that what you like? What are you, my fucking bird? <laughs> well, I don't know how else to describe it. Like it's just no, like, <laughs> it's just like you take, you eat the corn, and when you shit it out, it looks like how it looks when you ate it. Dude, I think that's a digestive problem. I don't know about you. <laughs> Do I need to go to a doctor? <laughs> take a piece of corn on the cob with you. Be like, just wait. <laughs> just, yeah, just I'll take a photo for you next time. <laughs> <laughs> please no, please no. <laughs> All right, that's a good. That's a good top three. That's my top three. Yeah. That's a, that's a good, Curious I, to hear I what like your top three. Is. <laughs> so my first, okay, my first, my first one, my top three. Uh, number one is uh, green beans. Uh, no, I don't shit like the whole bean <laughs> out like with the corn. If I did, then I would legit think I have a problem. Um, no, green beans number one for me. I just don't find anything good about green beans. That shit's just so bland. What about like in a casserole with cheese and like nah. baked? Nah. I, I mean, I prefer not to. I mean, you know what happens to me whenever I eat green beans or like a green bean casserole is I see it like on the table. I'm like, dude, that shit looks dank. And then I take it. I'm like, oh, it's green beans. Like, <laughs> I got dis- I got tricked by the look. Um, I've never really liked green beans. I think they're very bland. The texture is like kind of rough and crunchy, which really throws me off. I've never big been. I've never been big on green beans, so I can see that. I can see that. Number one for me, green beans. I just stay away from the green beans. Number two, I concur with you. Cranberry sauce, yes, is yes. just terrible, man. Like I don't, I I see people like the adults. I always see the adults go for the cranberry sauce and they just eat that shit up. And I'm like, what do you see in that cranberry? Is it cranberry sauce? like a laxative? Like it's super like high in fiber. Like Maybe just gets your like yeah. things Maybe going. That's why the older people enjoy it so much. That's what like, just when you said that, I was like, that's what cranberry sauce is. Yeah, probably juice. Yeah, it just I like the texture is gross. It's too. It's a really overpowering sweet. I stay away from it at any Thanksgiving table. Always stay away from it. Uh, my number one though, this one is probably gonna tickle some feathers. Uh, I said yams. Mm. I do not like yams. I just don't like sweet potato in general. Potatoes for me are meant to be savory. French fries, baked potato, mashed potatoes. Yams and sweet potato just never, ever mesh with me. I just, I don't like the fact that the potatoes are sweet. It throws me off. I agree with you on like that rustic potato, like how that's supposed to be like super like tasty and crunchy. But I love sweet potato fries, man. I can't do it, So good. Put some salt on there and put it. I put it in the air fryer. I just got an air fryer. Oh, and so a lot I, of our I did. friends are getting air fryers recently. It's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> and so I, I cut up some sweet potatoes. Um, you got to soak them in water for like twenty minutes and then dry them. 
and then put them in the air fryer because that's how they get crunchy. So you do that little pro tip. You do that, and then you get some crunchier sweet potato fries. And they're so good. I don't know how you don't like I don't know. With me, fries. I don't think it's the crunch even. I think it's just the fact that they're sweet. I just mm. don't. I always think it's a savory food. And I feel like ever since I was young, I never really liked sweet potato. Okay, fair enough. And fair so enough. I usually avoid yams. I think the one time I had yams, that was really good. Someone, like, they put, like, marshmallow. They baked, like, marshmallows on top of it. And... That was like the marshmallows were good, but still, man, just the yams. I just came the texture too. It's just a, it's a gnarly texture, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so I could never get behind yams. What what about fa- what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? How about that? We've been talking. My favorite. We've been really negative fuck so far. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's 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 make it a little positive. You know, we're, what we're thankful for. What do you like? What am I thankful for? Okay, well, this is hard to narrow it down to just one. I, I'm just to generalize it like pies, like pecan pie is probably my favorite. Ooh, that was like the one I like. I'm not big on. Really, you like apple and pumpkin over it? Yeah, I'll take apple and pumpkin over okay. it. Okay, see, those are your, like they're like a tie for me. A lot like, of those people are passionate about pumpkin. A lot of people don't like pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin pie. I I'm don't a big see fan the problem pumpkin with pumpkin pie. Like I need eat it. I mean, it's on my go-to. Don't get me wrong, but right. But I don't like, think it's as like disgusting and heinous as some people like mm-mm. make it out to be. Like twice a year, I'll eat pumpkin pie twice. I wish I had it more. Like I'll eat it on Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, and I'm like, why didn't I eat this like throughout the year? Pumpkin's good for sure. Apples also yeah. at the top for me. I think my number one pie, which like not it's not your like normal pie. I like banana cream pie. You get like a solid banana cream pie. Yeah, yeah. Shit hits the spot, man. That perfect cream to banana ratio. Oof. You can't really go wrong with pies. I feel like yeah, that's... I yeah, don't, I've never been big on pecan. I think it's just because like they're so... They're really sweet and they're really like... Pecans are kind of big. Like, they're a little big. You got to kind of have them. Yeah, yeah. you got to chunk them up a bit. So I think yep. that that part for me is a little turn off. But, you know, gun to my head, you have to eat this pie. I'll eat it. Like I won't... Oh, yeah. It's not like sweet no potatoes where I'll that. fight back. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I won't fight back with a pecan pie. All right, pies is a good one. Mm, what do I think is my bet? I would say I'm a big potatoes guy, so I probably go for the mashed potatoes, man. I'm a that was number two on my list. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big like potato guy in general, and so I don't prefer mashed potatoes, but you know, on Thanksgiving, especially if you have a solid gravy with it, like Ooh, mixing yeah. the gravy with the mashed potatoes. Um, but it depends, you know. Gravy for me, it's hit or miss, basically because. Some people make shit gravy. Let's put yeah, it that way. Yeah. If it's a shit gravy, it kind of ruins your whole meal. If it's too liquidy, like that's just kind of oh, gross. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I can't do that. It kind of looks like run down throw up. <laughs> that's what it looks like. Or like run down shit because it's like so brown. <laughs> Makes it with your corn, bro. <laughs> you got to eat some corn if you want to thicken it up a little bit. That's oh, what, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So it can dilute into <laughs> it. People, our listeners are like throwing up right now. Uh, no, so mashed potatoes, definitely at the top for me. Uh, yeah, I definitely take... More mashed potatoes than meat during Thanksgiving. Like mashed, pota- I love mashed potatoes. I'll, I'll eat it like maybe once a month because I eat a lot of mashed potatoes when I do eat it. But I definitely take more mashed potatoes than I do like turkey or ham, easily. You know, I don't really. We don't really have ham. I don't have. I don't really seen ham at the table. But also, like a lot of my friends, like you know, are like Muslim, so mm, yeah, 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 they avoid ham and in, in general. True, true. But I don't think like we're not Muslim, but I don't think we ever really had ham at our at our dinners. Hmm. No ham. We always had like turkey and ham growing up, oh, and then it just got like too much work, so we just took out the turkey and just left ham because yeah. nobody ate the turkey. If I had to choose between turkey and ham, I would probably choose ham, unless it's that deep fried turkey. I don't know, man. That deep fried turkey really that. really turned my head. I wasn't big on turkey either, man, but that deep fried one really turned me around. I gotta see who like sells it or where I can find it, or if there's like a restaurant or a fast food that I can try it at. I'm sure you can find a deep fried turkey somewhere. Yeah. Um, We'd like to hear from you guys. I'm very, very curious to see like what are the what are your guys' favorite dishes and 
that deep, if you guys had a deep fried turkey before, because I don't know, I feel like it's a little bit more, co- it's becoming more common, I feel like. Probably. We'll more see. and more people are not like. We'll throw, turkey. how about we throw a poll on our, uh, on our page and we ask yes. people, have you had a deep fried turkey? And then if so, tell us like what, if you like it, if you don't like it. Yeah. So let's do that. We'll throw a poll on our Instagram and Twitter at sideline underscore banter for both. And just comment, look look out for that within the next week. We'll, we'll be posting that one. And we want to hear from you. We'll we'll talk about the results next next show. Yeah, perfect. And we'll talk about our Thanksgiving, what we ate, what we didn't eat. I'll yeah. tell you if I shit corn like that next week. <laughs> A lot to stay tuned for. Um, but yes. I think that does it for this week's episode. We wish you guys have a, we hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. We're thankful for our listeners. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, whether you're sharing our stories, whether you're liking our posts, whether you're commenting on our posts, it means a lot to us and Thank we really so appreciate much. it. And we hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Um, holidays are just around the corner. So get your, get your Thanksgiving food in you. Get ready for a black Friday, hopefully from home. Yep. Enjoy online. black Friday. Yep. I hope you're frivolously all over the internet getting good deals. Um, and we'll talk about it next week. Sounds, Sounds like good. a plan. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for this week. Don't forget to, like and follow our pages on social media, sideline underscore banner. And we will see you guys next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.